You're listening to Veg Your Best. There has never been a more important time to be vegan. At Veg Your Best, we're here to help you limit and eliminate the consumption of animal products without feeling deprived, overwhelmed, or unsupported, even if no one you know is vegan. My name is Michelle Olander. I'm a life coach, and I want to show you that living vegan is actually the superpower that will unlock your possibilities, and it's going to give you the confidence to take on your next impossible goal by doing it your way. If I could go vegan in my 50s with all my excuses, I know you can start moving in that direction too. Veg your best, and there's nothing you can't do. Episode 102, Veg Your Best 101, Part 2, Unconscious Consumption and Conscious Creation. Hi, Veg Heads. Welcome back, my Veg Your Besties. You know, last week, if you were listening, I introduced a new series here called Veg Your Best 101. Veg Your Best 101. And I hope that you will consider using this process to start or maybe more likely restart your vegan or plant-based practice this fall. And even if you think, even if you think, no, 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 my veganism or my whole food plant-based practice is pretty dialed in, I think the material I'm presenting here every week will be useful for you, for most of us. Okay, maybe for all of us. I think it will help you, help me, help all of us up-level our choices, our awareness, our effectiveness, and yeah, most of all, maybe our satisfaction with how and why and what we are consuming. You know, just because you're vegan doesn't mean you're done, right? I'm not done. <laughs> I'm not done. And I know, I know that my road to this vegan practice of mine has given me the tools. It has empowered me to do so many more things in this life, especially in this portion of my life. Maybe some people call it the third act. Not sure what you would call it. And I know all of that is possible for you too, because I know that if you can opt out of industrial animal agriculture, which is pervasive, ubiquitous in this society, honestly, there's nothing that you can't do. So last week, in a nutshell, the subject was that being vegan, going plant-based, it's not hard. It's just that eating animals at every meal and snack in every single location of the Western world is basically effortless in our society. So if it feels a little hard sometimes, it's not really a problem being vegan. If it feels like you're failing at it once in a while, it doesn't mean that it won't work for you. I want you to keep that in mind because I like to think it just means that you are consciously choosing, not just unconsciously accepting. So 
today. Veg Your Best 101 Part 2. I want to build on that thought, that distinction that we made last week. And it's between unconsciously accepting whatever's there, whatever's next to you, and consciously choosing. And in our particular case, maybe we're talking about unconsciously accepting the standard Western diet, which is heavy in animal products, or consciously choosing to eat mostly plants, fiber-rich, with no animal products. And you know that change, that distinction between unconscious acceptance of what is available and consciously choosing can require some extra attention and focus. And yeah, that might be a deliberate effort, especially at the beginning. And why is this important? You know, you've probably heard the saying, you are what you eat. And we've all laughed about it. We've all joked about how Junior is going to turn into a Cheeto or one more kale smoothie and I'm going to turn green. We've all said things like that. It's just something we humans seem to be comfortable relating the idea that what we consume, what we take in, that what we eat, well, that it somehow changes us, that it somehow becomes us. And my guess is that ancient folks, I love me some ancient history, that ancient folks also probably said the same thing and joked about it to their little ancient children. But for sure, in the 19th century, the French gastronome uh, Bouillard Savarin published his book, Physiology of Taste. And in it, he wrote, let's see if I can get through the French, Dis-moi ce que tu manges, je te dirai ce que tu es. Tell me what you eat, and I will tell you who you are. Hmm. How we eat, what we choose, where we spend our time, our money, our effort, these all say something about us, right? And yes, what we consume as food actually turns into the energy that turns into us, literally into us, but also, also, I think metaphorically, also energetically, also cognitively. I think, I think we can see that. I think that's not too woo-woo. I think we've all seen that anything we consume, for sure, the information or the books, the newspapers, the art that we consume, it changes our brains. It changes our thoughts. The conversations we have, the critical thinking we develop, the people that we expose ourselves to. It's part of the human experience. Our lives are a process of trading our time, trading our money, trading our energy for calories and nutrients to keep our bodies alive. But we also trade time, money, and energy for entertainment and comfort and safety and for status, for convenience and 
connection. So this is what I want to draw your attention to this week is about how we are consuming and what we are consuming. And it's more than just food. So when we do make changes in how we eat, what we consume, it means a different expenditure of time and energy and money. And so last week, last week we talked about how it's not that practicing a vegan or whole food plant-based lifestyle is hard in and of itself, but that the way we have been eating for years or decades as an individual, well, it's been made effortless effortless by our culture and our economy and our society. It's been effortless to eat animal products. And choosing differently, yeah, that will sometimes seem harder because we're choosing the path less traveled. Less traveled, not just, not just like a road in front of us, but the neurons, the synaptic connections that we have built in certain areas are very, very, very well-traveled. Those things fire automatically. We don't have to effort them anymore. So when we choose different actions, different choices, yeah, it's a little bit more effort. But if we slow it down, if we slow the process way down, we can see that we are always, always, as human beings, we are always consuming. And when I'm helping people make changes in their lives, when I'm helping them as a coach to make a big change for some reason special to my client, or you here as my listener here at Veg Your Best, we want to slow down our process. We want to sharpen our awareness to see that wherever we are right now, right now, it's because we have been creating this result. We've been getting to this place here and now through our attention and our focus and our energy through our choices, through the way we've used our time, through the way we've consumed things, the things we've consumed and the way we've consumed them. And honestly, if you have watched, (laughs) I was working on this with another client, but if you've watched every episode of maybe these three shows, Breaking Bad, Game of Thrones, and the Pee Wee Herman show, all three things that I have done, as a matter of fact, I've seen every single episode of each, you have traded the time and energy to consume those many, many hours, approximately 70 Earth hours to consume all the episodes in the seasons of Game of Thrones, 70, 62 hours to watch all of Breaking Bad, and 46 Earth hours to watch all five seasons of Pee Wee's Playhouse, including the Christmas special, not including the feature length movies, which I've also seen. I myself traded 178 Earth hours, give or take, of my time in this life to watch those three shows alone, just those three shows. So if you know that, you can see why in early 2020, when this became obvious to me, I basically stopped watching television. And that awareness of where I wanted to consume, how I wanted to consume, and how consciously I wanted to consume, that awareness made me think, 
hmm, I think I'm not going to watch TV for a little while. You know, I was aware that I had created the results of my adult life, and many of them were excellent, many of them. And this included my life, my brain, my level of health and fitness, my relationships and my skills, my level of education. It included my level of awareness, my expertise that I want that I wanted to keep improving. I wanted to spend this third act of my life building my life, creating content and writing, and growing this business of mine and serving my clients and sharing the fun and the responsibility of a plant-based and vegan practice, in addition to being the matriarch of a growing extended family and hopefully investing in another 40 years or so of life on earth with my husband, who's already spent about 40 years with me. Well, it became clear that I personally didn't want to spend a lot more hours of my life watching television. I wanted to spend a lot more time creating. And that meant that I needed to spend some of that time that I'd gotten used to spending in consumption. And if you're like me, unconscious consumption, I needed to slowly bring my awareness to notice when I was behaving unconsciously. Because it happens really without us even noticing most of the time. So if we tell ourselves that we did it wrong, that we failed every time we were not conscious and creating, every time we found ourselves eating something for no better reason than, well, then it was one arm's length away from us. And if we beat ourselves up when that happens and say, of course, it's because I'm so unfocused and I've got no willpower and I'm attention deficit, and my mom raised me wrong on this issue. She never taught me better. And I'm so exhausted, slash stressed, slash burnt out, slash overwhelmed, that I don't even have anything left at the end of the day. Then we end up actually making a case for the idea that we can't change. That we can't change, not now, not with my neurodivergent brain, not with my family responsibilities, not with my job or marriage or situation. And so for part two of Veg Your Best 101 here, I want to offer that any kind of failure that you think you have in your vegan or plant-based practice is beautiful. It's so full of information for you. It's so full of guidance if you're willing to keep looking for it. If you're willing to keep focusing back on choosing consciously when you notice that you've gone unconscious. But we need to do it without negative thoughts, only with feelings of curiosity and love and fascination. You'll be astounded how it works. Really, and it works with everything. It works with your relationships, with your work, with your art practice. It works with your fitness. I mean, I think this is why Veg Your Best, moving you towards a vegan practice, is such an infinitely powerful process. Because when you see 
when you see how you're able to choose your conscience and your health and your commitment to the earth over a snack or over something someone left out on the counter, you get to see how much more you are capable of right here and now. Things don't all have to change for you to really get energized in this practice. You'll get to see how much more you can create in your life right now, right where you are with all your imperfections. Really, really, I promise you, we have internalized so much nonsense about failure and about being good at something or bad at something. Most of us who are moving towards plant-based whole foods and not using products that are made of or tested on animals, most of us do not have a lot of day-to-day support in this. We're choosing this beautiful lifestyle because of something that resonates in ourselves, something that says, I think I could do this differently. I think I could. I think I could do this in a way that I would feel better about. And that is everything about why I do this work. I love that. I want to somehow help you kindle that flame if it's in you somewhere. I want to support you. And even if you and I never talk in person, I want you to lean into the idea that there's no failure here for you. There's no being bad at veganism. There's no problem with your willpower or your discipline. There is just practice. There is just the practice of you noticing when you've gone unconscious and moving with tremendous compassion and self-love to consciousness. And next week, we'll talk about some of the many ways that could look for you in your day. So that is Veg Your Best 101, part two, unconscious consumption versus conscious creation. So this week, kids, this week, just notice when you've gone unconscious and what you end up just accepting and consuming. See, see if you find any patterns for yourself, any times of day, perhaps, or situations or people where you see that it tends to happen. Just noticing is enough to start. You don't actually need to change anything yet. But of course, I always recommend making a note in your phone or scribbling in a journal or saying it out loud to a friend or to your coach. (laughs) Spoiler, you wouldn't choose to go unconscious anywhere near as much if you didn't beat yourself up so much when you didn't think your conscious creation was going poorly. And as a coach, that is what I do. That's the best thing I do. I create a space where you and I can look at these times, these occasions, these moments with compassion and find the gift in them. You might think, we all sometimes think, ugh, if this were possible for me, I wouldn't have so much trouble at it. I would have already done it. But it's not true. It's really not true. The fact that you even think you're having trouble doing something you want to, that indicates to me that it's actually 
possible for you. So often, our prison, the trap we think we're in, it's not a place, and it's not a situation or a marriage or a job. So often, it's just a perspective, a story. It's rules you've made up or inherited about how things should be. Maybe progress and change, maybe your new plant-based practice or vegan lifestyle, maybe it isn't impossible. Maybe. Maybe it just looks different than you expected it to. And maybe the only thing standing between you and your goal is the way you've been focusing way more on what you can't do yet than on what you can. So what do you think? Let's create an eight-week strategy together, you and me, (laughs) okay? Let's get you excited about taking the next step without all these ideas of right and wrong and good and bad. I mean, that's the exhausting part, right? When you veg your best as your coach, I want you to be looking for fun every day, along the way, during the process, not just escaping from self-judgment and dissatisfaction, okay? So that's your... That's your homework. That's your homework. Just noticing. Noticing where we are unconsciously consuming and accepting what's easy and thinking that being conscious or creating is going to be too much work, too hard. Just noticing this week. Just opening a space of, hmm, maybe there is a way. Maybe there is a way this can work for me. Because there is. Okay, kids. Veg your best. And I'll see you next week. Veg Your Best podcast production, music, and editing by Charlie Weinshank. Thanks, Charlie. Before you go, it would mean so much to me and the Veg Your Best team if you would hit subscribe, leave us a five-star review, or share with someone you think might be interested. Something about algorithms, it helps bump us up a little in the rankings, and that's the best way to help others find the podcast and for us to find our audience. So until next week, make it easy and veg your best.